Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of the Scobro Show. This is behind the steel curtain editor Dave Schofield coming at you again. It's Tuesday. It's just after 9 p.m. Where else would you rather be as a Steelers fan? With me as always, it's not the Scobro Show without the big bro himself, my big brother Rich. How's it going tonight, Rich? Hey, well, just, oh, wait a minute. It's more like burr. It's chilly yeah. up here tonight. It's chilly. So, yeah, before we, we got a high yeah. of like 51 today. And it's yeah, I, I and actually, drizzly, and it's kind of chilly. I actually spoke to our parents today. I don't speak to them every day, but I spoke to both of them today, oh, which was quite wow. nice. And they told me about how chilly it was. I'm like, yeah, we're about, uh, we're, we're a good 15 degrees warmer, which was still chilly here, you know? Yeah, whatever. Ch- chilly enough that it was, that for the kids, it was it was pancake night for dinner. Because, you know, you, you don't make pancakes on the hottest night of the summer. You do it when it's a little bit chillier out. But before we get into everything too much, you know, we, I, I do at least want to say, you know, our our hearts are hurting. Our country is hurting again. We feel for those that have, that, that are, that are, dealing with the tragedy in Texas today. Uh, there's still a lot of details we don't know, but it's, I mean, we're all people. We're all part of the human race. We're all part, uh, you know, for those that are in this, in this country where the Pittsburgh Steelers reside, we, we are all part of this country. And so therefore um, it, to, to not acknowledge something uh, that's going on would just, would, it doesn't, help it doesn't it doesn't make things go away so we just want to say that you know our you know our our hearts are hurting like those can't imagine what a lot of these families are going through but um hope um all, all we can do is 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 let them know that uh that, that we feel for them and I'm also going to say much, much like with the, with the Dwayne Haskins tragedy, which we could, which more stuff came to light there. There's going to be, it's always a lot of time until we know all the information. So um, uh, just without, you know, just, just to acknowledge that uh, it, it's still okay um, to, to realize tragedy. It's, it's still um, a, a terrible situation. So Rich, you're ready to just talk some Steelers. Oh, I love I love the talk Steelers. That's why I come here on Tuesday nights. How yes. about you? Yeah, yeah, that's the whole reason. Here? That's the whole reason we're here. <clears throat> so we're going to still talk Steelers because that's that's why we're here. And and if you're here joining us tonight, that's because you're here to join in the chat, listen, you know, to talk about Steelers in the chat and to listen to two brothers sit around and talk about the Steelers. So um yeah, the, you know, for example, we mentioned, you know, some more things came out about the, the Dwayne Haskins uh, tragedy um, of his untimely death. Honestly, you know, the, the only thing I really want to say about it is I'm, I'm, it's unfortunate. Yes. You know, we talked about how we've all made unwise decisions in our lives that we can look back on and say, boy, this really could have gone in a horrible direction. And we still are around to talk about it. Uh, that's what a lot of the comments were at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, uh, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers on the article that was about it. But um, I, I will say this. the um, 
it, it's unfortunate. I'm I'm really glad that it wasn't an issue with the driver, you know, or the vehicle. That that's yeah. you know, because he I I already feel for him with everything going on there. But just to, regardless of the details that come out, still just a horrible and tragic situation. So um, that's the first we talked about that. You know, there's there's a there's a lot of things of that nature going on, and you know what. Sometimes things just get a little bit frustrating around here, especially when, you know, you have a dog that sleeps all day and is absolutely silent. And as soon as I go live on a podcast, she starts barking in the background. (laughs) That's just the way uh, sometimes these things go. But Rich, day one. Day one. Day one of 10 of OTAs. Yes. Did you you catch any highlights or listen to anything? There will be highlights at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. You want to stop shop for all these for Steelers tomorrow morning. So go ahead. Caught a few highlights. Mm-hmm. Good to see the team out there. Nice to see guys with jerseys on. Yeah. You know, um, are we going to learn anything major during OTAs? No, I'm not going to no. learn anything major in, during OTAs. Other than, oh, I loved who posted up on the Slack channel the stuff of the Mike Tomlin comments. Um, nice to see Coach Tomlin picks up right where he lets off. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. What, right what's he, he, what's he saying? Um, not a lot. Like I'm, I'm, I'm working on compiling a lot of his comments because I do the you know players mentioned article um, on the website that a lot of people like to, to read when Coach Tomlin speaks. The players he was asked about and how he responds, or players that he brings up in a response, and these are great. I'll tell you now. Check out the article. He gives you some great Tomlin answers, but not for every player. Not for every player. Um, but yeah, just just his comments. Don't read into anything is what he's saying. It's May. We're in shorts. We're not coming out here figuring out the starters right now. But you have to admit, it does kind of of tell us some stuff of what they might be thinking, right? It doesn't tell us any decisions that are made, but it might give us some insight into the train of thought of the coaches. Can you agree with that? I would agree with that. Yeah. So, So, um... Let, let's see a, a name I've seen flying by on the on the uh, on the live chat. Some people talking about Stefan to it. I'm not overly surprised. Well, I am, but I'm not. But Stefan to it was not at the first day of OTAs. Um, Coach Tomlin didn't say anything about him. Um, so, uh, but he wasn't there. Cam Hayward talked about him. Said, "Hey, he's getting ready. He's at home." Um, getting ready for this season. I expect him to be here sooner or later. I, You know, you might have thought that after everything with last year that he would have been there for day one of OTAs. But you also don't know if there's something else going on that there's a reason that he's not there. If there's right. – because I'm going to say this with all these guys. If you don't have a, a, a something else planned or scheduled that there's not there's no reason for you to not be there, then you might as well be there. Thoughts? Yeah, you'd think you'd think maybe he'd be there other than the fact that you know there's all kind there's like a thousand gazillion different ways you could think about this. Okay. When Stefan Tuit comes back, there's there's gonna be hoopla. If he comes back, you know, when uh-huh. he steps on the field, there will be hoopla, there will be talk and and, and all that. Have he and the Steelers talked about that? Who knows? Have they talked about when they want to do it? Who knows? Yeah. You know, Stefan Tuit should, could show up to OTAs this Friday if yeah. he wanted to. 
Yeah. Right? They're OTAs. He could come whenever he wants to. Here's one. I have not seen this. I don't know this. I can't confirm or deny the authenticity behind it, but it is by one of our buddies, State of the Steelers, previously known as BMK, previously known as Solarverse, um, said Ramon, Ramon Foster speculated that Tuit was attending college and needed to be president at the university. That, see, that would be a reason. I don't know if that's if that's the case or if not, but there, it could be a reason like that. If you are someone that's still trying to get your degree while doing these things, perhaps that, that could, that could be one of the things. I don't know if that's true or not. So, um, so it's funny. Jared devil says that was Dave Shipley's question of the Ramon Foster show. So Dave, Dave Shipley, we've seen in here apparently had, um, had that question. Um, don't know. Really don't know, but there could be something, something going on there. Um, but bottom line is he wasn't there. When do you panic when Stefan Tuit is not not panic, but when do you really begin to question what's going on when Stefan Tuit would not be there? Minicamp. Exactly. Yes. You know why? Because what word goes in front of minicamp? Mandatory. Mandatory. Okay. The thing is, Coach Tomlin's not tipping his hand at all. If Stefan Tuitt didn't show and didn't let somebody know what was going on, maybe that's a problem. But uh, but are we saying that he did or didn't let anybody know? No, we're not saying that. We don't know. We don't know, and no one's saying that for sure. So we'll see. Um, so OTAs are great, but at the same time, you don't necessarily know who's there. Saw pictures of T.J. Watt there. T.J. Watt was not at OTAs last year. He didn't come right. until minicamp, but we saw TJ Watt there. Um, lots of other players. So what's interesting is some of the comments because the media is allowed in the locker room once again. It's been over two years. Um, it's nice to get the get the reports. It's nice um, to have that interaction, but you know, then they have to deal with the media. Um, so, but it, it was it was great to get some of these things. And, and the topic of the show kind of is going to tie right into everything that we're talking about now while we're recapping stuff with OTAs. And that is, it's okay to agree to disagree on Steelers players, whether you whether it's someone that you that is your favorite or someone you don't care much for. It's all right for. Steelers nation to have different opinions on different players to a, I mean, depending on how far you take those things, of course, we should all have, you know, let's just call them healthy takes on the players. Um, and we'll get to that later. So that kind of ties into what's going on here. There was a report of the first quarterback out there with, with the, in, in team today. And that was one. I asked you right when you take a Mitchell, drink. Uh, no, one Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell Trubisky. Okay, um, that that he took the first snaps. Were you surprised by that? A little bit. Who did you think it was going to be? Rudolph. I thought it'd be Rudolph too. I did too, only because it seems to be the Steelers' way because he was there last year. Rudolph was the second one, and then it was Pickett. So that was the that was the order that I saw reported somewhere. So that's interesting. So that tells you right then that uh, that that's kind of 
what the Steelers are thinking. Does it mean anything to who's going to be the guy even preseason week one, let alone week one? No. No. But at least we have an idea of what 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 they might be thinking a little bit. So I, f- I found that interesting. And you want to say anything more about the quarterback? No. Well, okay. Just, it, it's it, again. It's one of those. It's, it's like it's uh, it's way too early to read into things. Um, and I'm not one of those people that likes to give my you know a way too early hot take. You know. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, and that's why. And Coach Tomlin set all this up. I said. It's May. We're in shorts. Yep. That's, no guys that's going to win is. a job. No guys necessarily going to win a job here in shorts, and no guys going to lose a job here in shorts. I, now, I'm going to ask you this. What's more likely for a player to win a job or for them to lose a job? Right now, um, I don't want to – it's really neither, but what I could see is someone – during OTAs, warranting a better look when as we get into minicamp. Understand what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, like that you're saying that someone, saying, hey, we should look at this hey, guy some more. Make 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 sure we get them out there in, a, in an opportunity where you can see more. See, yes, I I say it's the other way. I say, you know, like how do you say it? you can't win a golf tournament on the on the opening round, but you can lose it. True. You can't win the golf tournament in the opening round, but you can lose it because you can put yourself so much at all. If, but this ain't golf. I know. It's not golf. But at the same time, if you go out there and show that, you know, maybe you're someone that didn't work out enough in the offseason. Maybe you're a step slow. Maybe there, maybe there's something there. Maybe your attitude wasn't what it was supposed to be. That uh, To me, you could hurt your standing more than you could help it at this time of the year. But as long as you're out there giving it your best effort, I don't see how it could how it would how it would hurt you negatively unless you're not doing that. And the fact that players aren't even there and it's not going to hurt them necessarily has to say a lot. So, you know, it, it it's you'd have to be pretty bad in order to do something to show up and make it worse because you could not show up at all. And it, and it wouldn't affect very much. So so that's interesting. Let's get to this offensive line. There was some reports going on uh, with the offensive line. Kevin Dotson is the one. He, he was letting a lot of this out of the bag. That uh, he did get – he got the first reps at left guard, which had James Daniels with the first reps at right guard, and Mason Cole with the first reps at center. That left – Kendrick Green is the guy that was not out there with the first team. Rich, does that surprise you? Um, not necessarily. Not, no, not really. That's a yeah, yeah. In some ways, that's a message being sent without saying it. Kendrick Green, pick up your game. Mm-hmm. Does that mean anything? No. Doesn't mean that later in the week he's not out there running stuff with the first, but to me that was a little bit of a message being sent right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. So saying, you know, you got to you got to earn it. 
Exactly. Because look at last year. Yeah. Second year coming in. They were really not wanting to uh, anoint one Kevin Dotson. Wanted to kind of have him work a little bit more for what he was doing. I I kind of even brought this up in the article uh, that that, that uh, we had on uh, behindthesteelcurtain.com because the last thing you want to do is, you know, Kendrick Green fell into the starting center role last year without having to be the guy. He was just was who we say, got to put out there. Yeah, so. did, did he really earn it or – just did nobody else grab the reins, so it was his. Exactly, exactly. And the thing is, sometimes, I mean, you're talking about who you're putting out there in the huddle in May. You might even want, I mean, do you look into it a lot or do you look into it a little? Do you say, oh, it's really nothing? Or do you look into it and say, hey, you might intentionally say, how is someone going to respond if they're with the ones versus the twos? And right. no one, how you expect them to respond might determine on where you put them, where you put them. But Kevin Dotson also went on to say it was exactly what he expected is that he's got a battle with Kendrick Green for the starting left job. Le- sorry, left guard job. There I got all the words out. Hey, so, so, so yeah. And there was, a, they said uh, Kendrick Green confirmed that he was working at guard. But some people are not looking at that completely because he didn't say that he played exclusively at guard. Right. He said that he was getting reps at guard. That doesn't mean that he didn't get any reps at center. So remember that because I did see uh, one report out there that had him listed as the number two guy at center when it came to everything. I don't, I, I can't confirm or deny if he took snaps at center. It, it simply wasn't addressed. So don't, don't take it so far to say, Oh, he got reps at guard. He wasn't playing any center. No, he got reps at guard. So in other words, chances are whoever's not starting out of those three positions is the backup for all of them. So you're, so you're going to see guys getting multiple reps. I would not be shocked to see Mason Cole getting reps with the number twos at guard. Yes. Wouldn't surprise me a bit. I mean, the one that they ultimately need to decide, because I I think the, the, the biggest pedigree person that they brought into the offensive line was James Daniels. They have to decide if they even want to consider him at center because that's what he played in college or if they're leaving him as guard. And that's just a decision they have to make. Here was another one. Kevin Dodson said James Daniels already seems like he's stepping up to be the leader of that offensive line. What do you think of that? I was happy to see it. Yeah. I was very happy to see that. Yeah. That's like, Kind of what I expected. I think he he understood that the Steelers brought him in here. He said, "Good, they 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 paid me. They want mm-hmm. me to be the guy. I'm the guy. Going to be the guy." And here's the thing: is he that kind of personality? There are guys that are leaders. It's just who they are. Yep. So to see that that's the personality that he could come in and have that effect, that's a that's a good thing for this group. I, I really do think so. Um, I'm really excited to see uh, what he's going to do this year. So that's some of the recap of some stuff from OTAs. But since we're talking about the offensive line, let's get right back to the topic of that is it's okay to agree to disagree on Steelers players. 
it's okay to have a favorite. It's okay to not be too big on a certain player. But you got to make sure that you kind of keep it within the confines of that these are still players for your favorite team. Right. Right? Okay. So we understand that, you know, some – I wrote an article. Oh, my goodness. Do you have any idea how long ago that was? I can't remember. You wrote an Um, article. Yeah, I wrote no. I wrote an article about that 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 when it comes to the quarterback competition, we should be on Team Steelers. Okay, yep. Whether it's Trubisky that ends up playing great, whether it's Pickett that comes out and grabs the job, whether it's Rudolph does what people don't feel like they've seen before and he ends up grabbing it. You know, some people are like, oh, anything but Rudolph. You know, shouldn't we ultimately be what's going to be best for the Steelers? Isn't it best if they all play great? Uh, yeah, and it puts yeah. The Steelers, it puts so the Steelers in a much yeah. better position, and really, you know, I, I, I never root against anybody. Yeah, that wears the black and gold. I'm never against any of them. Do I get mad at them? Sometimes, yes, I do. Yeah. I get upset when they're not playing well, and you know, there are times when I'm like, boy, the coaches must be seeing something I'm not because this guy. To me, doesn't pass the eye test. He stinks. Yeah. But the coaches Absolutely. must know something because they've got him there. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's okay to have favorite players. You know, we, we talked about this before because I kind of went on a little bit of a rant where where someone wanted to go on to every YouTube video and say, you know, if if you didn't believe that – that Kenny Pickett was the greatest football player to ever put on cleats and to put on a helmet regardless of where he played, then you have no idea what you're talking about. Really? You know, it's okay. You know what? I didn't I did was I was not in love with the Kenny Pickett pick in the first round. But I wasn't gonna be in love with any pick. Why was I not in love with any pick, Rich? Uh because you don't fall in love with players before the draft. I don't fall in love with players before okay. the draft. I was I hoping I had that right. Yeah. I was like, uh, I don't fall yeah. in love with players before the draft because you know, poor, poor, and Andrew Wilbar, who's in the live chat, all devastated that the guy he was in love with is not on the Steelers. Guess what? That's going to happen most of the time. I don't fall in love with prospects. I fall in love with players. Sometimes I'll dismiss prospects and intentionally won't let myself fall in love with them in case they're not with the Steelers. I was like that with about every quarterback this year. That's why I was okay. I kind of hope the Steelers don't take a quarterback because I wouldn't let myself fall in love with any of them because as soon as you did, then that's not your guy then that's the guy somewhere else. I did the same thing with Najee Harris the year before because I'm like, why fall in love with a guy that ends up playing somewhere else? And it's all because the year before that, when everyone said that the Steelers were going to take a certain Ohio State running back with their first pick, which was in the second round, he was available. The Steelers did not take him, and he ends up playing with that purple team. Yeah, I learned I wouldn't let it happen. Therefore, I'm not excited about these guys right away. It's not that I'm not all about Kenny Pickett. Honestly, 
Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph, love them all because they're a quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. The second one of them isn't, most likely they're probably going to be dead to me. <laughs> right? Yeah. We do that. And that's honestly what it takes to be a fan of a team. Yes, it's sad when a player you really like moves on. I Do you have an example? I have an example. Do you want me to give my example first? Go ahead. My example first, believe it or not, I really, really liked Kelvin Beecham, the left tackle. I really liked Beecham. I thought he was a great player, great story. Seventh-round draft pick, seventh-round compensatory draft pick, and ends up making the team and works his way to be the starting left tackle, even had to play some center along the way. Um, when was it when Pouncey got hurt in one of the games? I mean, he he played everything. So and he worked hard and he had a baby face. Um, so you just kind of wanted to just pinch his cheeks. I love that guy. He was a guy. He, he was a. He just worked hard. He didn't seem like a guy that had to talk a big game. He just had to go out and play and do his job. That's kind of how I was when I played. I just wanted to go out and do my job. I didn't have to talk a big game. So that's who he was. Love that guy. Wasn't with the Steelers anymore. And it was sad. Honestly, I still hope that he does well just because I think he's a good guy. Yep. But that was one that I'm like, well, um, I was ready to get a Beecham jersey, and I didn't. And if I did, it would it would be in the closet hanging there right now and never to be worn. Um, would, still would even like to see him come come back when he was a free agent. Didn't happen. You know, he, he's getting up there now. But that's one of those guys that, you know, I love him. He was gone. I still respect him. But he's not with the Steelers, so I'm not following what he's doing all the time. Do you have another example of that? Um, I can go recently. I can go far back. What you want me to do? Yeah, whatever. Um, well, you know, I'll go way back to when we were kids. You know, I loved Mike Merriweather. Uh-huh. And when Mike Merriweather was no longer a Steeler, that mm. was devastating to me. Yeah. You know, he just didn't look the same as a Viking. And then, yeah. was it a Chief at the very end? I, I can't remember. I think, I think he had like one year with the Chiefs or somebody then. It was like, he was, and he was never what he was when he was in Pittsburgh. But, you know, that hurt. And if you go more recently... You know, I think about, you know, Gravedigger. I think about yes. Hargrave, you know. Oh, yeah. Lo- love that guy. Hated love that guy. Keep him. There just wasn't the money there to be mm-hmm. able to sign him to what the Eagles did. And that hurt. And the Steelers tried to sign him, and they were coming close. And that was the year before they started to do void years, and the Eagles threw in void years, and that allowed them yeah. to offer more and keep it down. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Uh, here, Sherry Richardson, Hardy oh, Nickerson. Good one. Yep. Yeah, that's another one that, that was like that. Um, so so that happens. But when they're not with the Steelers, it's just not the same. We we also know the one that, you know, in the news recently for wanting to retire a Steeler. Um, that, that's one that, you know, that, that broke my kids' hearts because that was that was their guy. They haven't been the same with wanting to to see the Steelers since then. Um that's how that's how we are. So that's how I am bef- before we go. But getting let's 
that was a nice little fun thing to talk about, but it's okay to disagree on these these players. You know what I can't stand? I can't stand, and you know now I'm going to get it in the live chat like crazy. I'm sure. Oh, I'm sure you. I've been in there for a little bit. I can't stand when people call a player trash. You've heard Brian Anthony Davis go off on this before. I can't stand that. You know why? There are two things in in this world to me that qualify as trash, and that is literal. Trash, you know, trash. gotta take them, gotta take the trash out because they're gonna the, the the garbage trucks coming by in the middle of the night. Gotta take out the trash, and the other thing is people that call people trash. <laughs> you know, I, I I just can't stand that. You know, it's it's these players got to the NFL. There is no way that they are castoffs. Yes, you know, if it it just it, it's just. So disrespectful. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like um, like <laughs> Nigel Powers. There are two types of people I can't stand. Those who are intolerant of other cultures and the Dutch. And the Dutch. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> they just brought that. But, yeah. Um, so that just that – I, I really can't that, – that has always bothered me. So – and especially the, the thing that, that then bothers me is that you would do that with your own players on your own team. And you know what? You know what you might be doing when you say something like that? You might be talking about somebody else's favorite player that they really want to see succeed. Right. It might be something that they have a special tie to that person and things like that. And, I mean, it, it's it's one thing to give an honest uh, an opinion that, oh, man, they're just not cutting it. You know, If you're down on Devin Bush, it's fine to be down on Devin Bush. But don't you kind of also want to see him succeed because he's still under contract with the Steelers for this year? Um, yeah, I'd yeah, like to see him succeed, and then the Steelers resign him in some way. But, yeah, you know, it, you know? It, it, it's it's like I'm not I'm not really against the guy. Now, if they show up in camp and some and things go on and somebody beats him out of the starting spot, then I'm rooting for that guy that beats him out of a starting spot. Yeah. And if that guy gets hurt and Devin Bush would be back then, it is, then as the starter, I would be rooting hard for Devin Bush. Yeah. You know, it, it's that, – that's just – I don't know. That's just how my Pittsburgh Steelers fandom works. Yeah. You know, I don't root for, for anyone me, else to fail. For right? me, it's, it's – you know, I, I know other people's fandom works differently. I mean, what used to irritate us most as kids having to watch Steeler games? Our father's commentary. <laughs> Correct. And what was it usually that just annoyed us to no end? Oh, he would call him a bum. <laughs> They're all a bunch of this bums. Guy, what's hilarious is, is, Dave, if you think about it, you know, if you watch some of those Pittsburgh dad episodes where one minute he's praising the guy, and the next minute he's like wanting to trade him for a large pizza and a pack of great yeah. Kool-Aid. You know, um, that was like our, that was our dad watching games when we were growing up. One minute he loves the guy later in the game, something, oh, and he was a bum, you know, um, just, I, I didn't understand it then. I'm not sure I totally understand it now, but that was the way our dad watched and rooted for the Steelers. Yeah. Play a football. Um, and 
And that's kind of why when we talked a little bit about the topic for this show, it's kind of why I wanted to put it out there. Everybody has their own way to be a fan. Okay. Um, you know, it's okay. You know, we're talking about enlightened players, but it's okay to be different kinds of fans. Um, you have to understand that, that people are, are different. Okay. But at that same time, I understand what we're saying is that, you know, don't forget everybody that in the end, we're all Steelers fans. Yeah. And if we're all Steelers fans, you know, we have to bring that part together. Even if we don't agree with the way some people are fans slash treat players or view players differently from how you do, you know? Yeah. And it's not that you can't criticize when a player doesn't do well. I mean, when they when they do, that's kind of what you do. That's what you. That's what we do as, as people covering the Steelers. That's what we do as fans. Yeah, it's not that they're beyond criticism, but my my thing is, you know, when I talked about the whole thing with trash, that's just because I don't like the term of of you know, I, I find it more derogatory than other things, you know, but our father would use the word bum. Maybe some people don't like that. They call him a bum, you know, it, it, and it might be that, you know, when a player plays poorly, they play poorly. It's fine. You, it's fine to be critical of the team. You should criticize the team when they play poorly. It's fine to criticize the players when they play, play poorly. And it's okay to have a differing opinion on who played well. Right. Yeah. Yes. That's fine. You might look at a game and say, I mean, I know people that because they think that PFF is the only way that could ever be right, that, that say how awful Minka Fitzpatrick was last year. Because well, only because PFF told them that's the way they need to think because they drank the Kool-Aid. But oh well. But but that's what they say. I don't agree with that. I think there were times that Minka Fitzpatrick played great. Now, did he play at the same way and the same style that he played in the previous years? No, it was a different way. And did he play great all the time? No, but even you might think that he played awful this week of this year. And I might not have the same assessment of that. And that's okay. Correct. I mean, Mm -hmm. we, we've over the past couple of years, we've had a few games where you and I could agree that Ben Roethlisberger played bad. Mm Mm-hmm. There were also times where we sometimes agreed that although Ben Roethlisberger had a bad game, there were some other things that led to parts of his bad game. Um, Things like, I don't know, the offensive line forgetting to block and receivers dropping passes and things like that. So it's like you, if everybody doesn't view those things the same way, it's easy to get differing opinions on how guys play. As we have said, because, you know, um, we last year felt that the um, whatever zero score for um, Dan Moore Jr. Dan Moore Jr. against um, zero pass blocking score against Miles Garrett, who got one. We thought that that was ridiculous. Okay. I, well, I, I thought it was lazy. I thought it was, it's so easy to just give someone a zero rather than actually score it out and see where they were successful. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, just we just looked at that game very differently from how somebody else did. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. Now, true, that wasn't a Steeler fan. Actually, it was probably an anti-Steeler fan. Um, mm-hmm. But it still was looked at differently. And, you know, like it or not, like, sorry, I'm going to pick on somebody. Yeah, I'm glancing at the live chat here and there. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're I'll, you know, I see Wes out there. Wes, Wes. Mm-hmm. Is you know is making it known in here that he's not a huge Mason Rudolph fan, and he has mm-hmm. his reasons. Now, at first, it took somebody. I saw him come out. Wes, I liked what you said in there. Hey, I don't like his accuracy. I don't like his mobility. I don't. You know what? Those are the kind of statements that you can make about players. I don't like, and then be specific about what their game you don't yeah. like. Yeah, that's that's honestly the best. Yeah. Now, to say, I, 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 I don't like his composure in the pocket. Boom. There you go. Right. Now, that yeah. doesn't mean someone else looks at it and say, well, I have no problem with his composure in the pocket. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's two different opinions. It's okay. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. It's, we just it's don't want to see your... people throwing down over these things. <laughs> no, I don't want to see people throwing down over these things. And to, to just make very general statements of this guy's. Oh, gee. Yeah, I had to bring it. I have uh, bring it up. Chat. It's so funny. Lifted. I, I had list, looked at the live live chat until you said about that. I had well, I had for a while. As soon as you laughed, I but Michael at it, right at said, "Wes is jealous of Mason's hair." Let's be honest. <laughs> okay, I, I mean, no, we all, that's I'm honest with you. I'll be honest with you. If you criticize the hair, I mean, I have a problem. <laughs> you know. <laughs> then you might have bigger issues. I wish I had Mason Rudolph's hair, but I wish I had hair. So, <laughs> so that's a whole different, separate issue. But I'm sorry, that was just funny. So, go ahead, back to what you're saying, Rich. <laughs> I just sorry mm-hmm. you knocked me off, off off point there, and I even forget where I was. Anyway, it, it's just I'll, I'll try to wrap it up nicely in a quick bow. Okay, the differing opinions about people's game. As long as you're making the specific points and not just saying, "Well, that guy's garbage," that guy's trash. Yeah, you know, he's yeah. a bum. You know why? You know why? Explain why. Yeah. If you make good points, as why, yeah. believe it or not, you have a better chance of convincing me than yeah. just saying that guy's trash. Yeah, and how, how is it? You know, and that's the thing because anyway, back to Andrew Wilbar, who has been in the live chat earlier. I didn't get to see a lot of what he was saying. Um, but Andrew kind of inspired us with this because he had some some interesting uh, ha- had to fend off some certain things about you know he he's trying to come around to the selection of, of Kenny Pickett versus Malik Willis, and at, at this point I continue to say to Andrew you know one's a stealer one's not, so to me that's the biggest difference. Now when he was doing his draft breakdown he was very meticulous with what he liked and what he didn't. Matty P was ex- from the touchdown under podcast and the war room. He was in the, he was the exact opposite way. He he had no way wanted Willis. He was all about, if you're going to have a quarterback, Kenny Pickett's the guy you would want if he's around. And it's all because of what, what you want. What did Andrew like? He liked the big arm. He liked the athleticism. He liked the speed. Okay. What did, what did Matty not like? How 
his inaccuracy, especially after Kevin Colbert say, you know, you can improve your accuracy, but you don't do it by leaps and bounds. You, you're not going to be inaccurate in college and so, and then be accurate in the NFL. Accuracy is something that's, that's accuracy is something that's going to come with you to a degree. He didn't like that he was he was inaccurate over the middle. He didn't like that that um, oh some various other things that you know it was one read and then take off various things of his game. There, they both had great reasons for why they felt the way that they felt. And it was, in essence, it was difference in style, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't say one was right that. or one was wrong. That's right. But the only thing is, is that the Steelers chose one way over the other. Correct. So, and I still think, Andrew, I love you, but I, I think that's what and, Andrew said. Andrew said, I figured I was involved. <laughs> Andrew, this show, this is dedicated to you. This show was my idea, and actually, you were somewhat involved in this Andrew mm-hmm. but what you don't what you don't know and I don't th- I didn't even say this mm-hmm. to Dave was when when Andrew Andrew did a two a two part thing on mm-hmm. Kenny Pickett the first was about all the things that he liked that he felt were the reasons the Steelers should have taken Pickett and the second one were the things that he sees as weaknesses in in Pickett's game and why the Steelers maybe wouldn't have taken Pickett yeah. okay there were a lot of people that I think read the second article and never read the first one. Because, and he even you know, had the first it, one linked in there. Like I he's know. supposed to. And because poor Andrew then was getting hammered by people hard. Okay. And I didn't think that he necessarily deserved to be. Okay. Look, anybody that read that, that article should have known right away that, that probably knew beforehand that Andrew really liked Malik Wilson was hoping we would take him with that pick. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. And, no. You know, if we'd have taken Malik Willis with that pick and not Kenny Pickett, I'd be sitting here talking about all the good things that I exactly. like and the things that would need to improve with Malik Willis. Exactly. No different. Okay. Then, then kind of what we do with Because he'd be, Why, wearing black he'd be a Steeler. That's yeah. correct. So, you know. It just didn't go that way. And, you know, Andrew, what I'm telling you out there, Andrew, is it's okay that you really liked Malik Willis. The only thing i got to ask you to do now, Andrew, is, okay, let that go because he's not wearing black and gold anymore. Yeah. You know, and that's and that's hard to do when you I know get, is, when you dive in as hard as what Andrew does. I know, you know, that's that's why I don't feel like I could do that, you know, because I because if I just covered the entire NFL, that would be a whole different story. That would be a good one to to really look at, and that's why a lot of these national guys have guys they really like and guys they don't like, and that they pump up certain players or downplay other ones. And you know, I still thought it was crazy that some guys. You know, they had the Steelers getting their pick at quarterback at 20. Really? You don't think there's going to be any? You know what? They were right. Then there was other ones that had quarterbacks, you know, five quarterbacks going in the top 10. They weren't. You know what? But it, it, at the end of the day, it doesn't affect your fandom. And that's the biggest thing that 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 what us here have to do when we, we do something like that. Yep. Right? Correct. All right. Yeah. I want to get this up there for oh, you. Got, good. I was about ready to do it. So, hey, Felicia. Hey, Felicia. <laughs> $10 in the tip says, jar. I'm going to read this one. $10 no. in the tip jar says, I came into work today at Home to Sweets. 
She made a correction of that later. Oh, okay. And uh, Deontay Spencer walks in, and he's a free agent currently, waiting to see if Denver's extending his contract. Took a picture with him because once a Steeler, always one. You know who would love that one? Who would love that one? One Brian Anthony Davis. Yes, Man, he, he loved that guy. He couldn't believe. You know, the, the report came out that the Steelers were putting, were, you know, trying to get him on the practice squad. Boom, Denver claimed him off waivers, and he was gone. Um, Bad was mad that they even that they tried to even put him on the practice squad. So, um, but you know, it is it is what it is. But bottom line is, I guess what I'm saying is, we have to remember that there is so much more that unites us than what divides us within this. Because you know what unites us? We're both wearing the same one tonight, aren't we, Rich? We That's both we have are. the same hat on. Guess what's on there? We've got this gray circle that's filled in with white that has three hypocycloids of yellow, red, and blue, and the word Steelers on them. That's yeah, what know, unites us. Oh, hold on. You know what else we got in common tonight? What's up? Oh, no, I don't, I've got a different one. Oh, you got, I thought oh, you, you had a different one. I don't, have, I, don't, I don't have the hashtag Big Kyle shirt oh. tonight. I, I had it on I think maybe last week. So that's what's that's, – that's, that's what we have to remember is that, yeah, so I'm, I can't find it. Wes had a comment that I saw at some point, but I don't know where it is, so I'm just going to bring it up. Sorry, Wes, I didn't bring it on the screen. About He says about he doesn't feel that Mason Rudolph fits Matt Canada's system. And you know what? I agree with that. I yeah. do because I, I feel like Mason Rudolph has become Justin Lane. Oh, sorry, Lustin Jane, you know, what I mean? you. Um, because – Jeffrey Benedict talks about that all the time, that, you know, Justin Lane, he was brought in, he was drafted as one type of corner. And then the Steelers had got, had, had Terrell Austin, who's now the defensive coordinator, and they brought in Minka Fitzpatrick. And the way they wanted to work the system around that amazing player of Minka Fitzpatrick didn't have that type of cornerback fit anymore. What it was, Justin Lane ended up being square peg round hole. That kind of seems like what it is. Mason Rudolph predates Matt Canada, and out of all the quarterbacks on the roster, he is probably the least, the 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 worst fit. Not that he's a bad fit, but worst out of those other players when it comes to that system. And you can agree with that. And for that reason, if you're like, I don't really want to have him around because he's not the right fit. Yeah, you know, I'm not gonna. You know, but if he comes out and tears up in the preseason, you know what I'm going to be happy about. If he makes the Pittsburgh Steelers better, even if he's just the guy on the sidelines, you know, yeah, everything that exactly. I want, everything I want is for it to make the Pittsburgh Steelers better, make it better. That's my goal with everything. How about you? Yes, it, it, yeah. it is. It comes down to the black and gold. If it's good for the black and gold, I'm happy. All right. All right. Okay. Um, I've got an interesting question. I want a question to help unite us at the end of this show for our big question to finish it out. Okay. So I'm going to ask you this question. Then we'll put it in the live chat. If you put your answer out there before we type it in there, I'm just not going to see it. Okay. Because I'm only going to look once I type it in there and hit enter. So rich, and I'm not looking at what anyone else puts there. And I don't want you to either. Here's your question. Your only options are players currently on the Steelers 90 man roster. We're not talking all time. We're not talking about last year. This is what I'm going to ask everybody. Who's your favorite player? Oh, wow. Who's my favorite player? Uh, right now, I'm going to have to say Cam Hayward. 
Okay, you took that answer because you knew that was my answer. <laughs> oh, was it? I wear, no, I wear the jersey every week. Oh, yeah, that's Cam, true. Cam's my guy. I was gonna, it's I, really hard to not say Trent Jordan, too. You know what I mean? So I'm telling people, if you put it out there, I'm not going to bring it up because we're not quite ready for it. But you know what? Now it's now out there. Now we're ready for it. Out there. Now we're so. ready for it. Current player, current, not all time, right now on the 2022 Steelers. Who's your favorite player? You know, Cam, Cam, I just, something about Cam, I just, I love the just, leadership. I love the attitude. Jeffrey Benedict was talking about it on, on the cutting room floor today, which reminds me, make sure you check it out, all the podcasts. Someone uh, said something earlier uh, in the podcast. I can't remember because they went by so fast about the interview that I did last week on Stat Geek. Um, uh, with uh, Adam Petrus from from um, Zebra Technologies, uh, Zebra Sports, which does Zebra Technologies. That was so much fun. If you didn't check it, go back and check out last week's Stat Geek. Um, talked about the system that's behind next-gen stats, how they get them, and then how they use that data in the Senior Bowl, and we apply it to Kenny Pickett, um, um, not Cameron Payne, Connor Hayward, and Calvin Austin. It was some really good stuff. I'm going to get behind with all these coming out here but make sure you're checking out all the podcasts and the website as well because we're going we're continuing to churn out the content even though we're about ready to hit that downtime the season okay johnny bravo he says tj watt easily steelers pittsburgh says what i think he meant Derek. yeah maybe <laughs> no. if you really want to know a little, you know so don't get people started on Derek watt although i will tell you check out this week's stat geek all right bf bud tj watt kathy Ford. Chase Claypool, okay. Steeler Chick 46, TJ Watt, okay. Um, I, I what well, it's more than just a, a name, but I have to say this Steelers Freak said Hayward protecting the schedule sold it for me. Did you have that? That was that was pretty funny with a, with a lot of the PR stuff where they did that Cam Hayward had to protect the schedule. Um, Steel Dog 88 says TJ Watt, State of the Steelers says Najee, okay. Michael O'Malley says TJ. Brad Jewett says, Minka, Brad, for you, for your sake, I hope you can enjoy that for years to come. Okay. Andrew Wilbar, because he's a Michigan guy, he says, Devin Bush. Yeah. So whenever you want to run down Devin Bush, you are hurting our buddy Andrew's feelings. Okay. Um, Eddie Power says, Cameron Hayward and Mark Malone, the Mark Malone. Okay. The Steelers' first round draft pick quarterback in 1988. Was it 80 he was the first-round pick? I don't remember. It was, I, I think, I'm going to go with 80. Okay. Um, he says that it's Watt. Okay. Brian Brown says T.J. Watt, of course. Um, uh, Devin Logan says Najee Harris. Mark Tobin says – Jeez. <laughs> nice try, say T.J. Minka? Okay. We'll say <laughs> T.J. Okay. Russ agrees with us. He says Cam Hayward. Um Shrek, Johnny's friend. I, I'm going to say Najee because my mom loves him. You know what? That's a good reason. That's a good reason. Okay. Money bags or money bags, dollar sign, dollar sign, says Minka. Um, Jennifer, I can never say her last name right, says this Wisconsin girl loves TJ Watt. Okay. Uh, Bart Mackley says TJW. No, no one said Trent. Did someone did anyone say Trent Jordan? No. Maybe someone early on. Okay. Um, Andrew Wilbar, this was something that was coming across my phone, blowing me up and distracting me, that there's a report 
that uh, that Omar Khan's expected to be the next GM. Now it's now it's per Adam Schefter. That's a little bit better source that he has now. Um, we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, Demetrios says TJ Watt. Okay. Whoa! Did I just? There we go. I just had him. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Wes was saying Cam, but he he didn't want to copy us, so then he changed it to Fairmouth. Okay. Um, Sherry Richard says Cam. Okay. Um, Ron Chess says TJ Watt. Um, Brian Blackstock, TJ Watt. Uh, a lot of people talking about the GM stuff as well. Uh, thanks, Mean Joe, says Mr. Cam Hayward. Um, Reginald River says Mutt. We know what he meant. He meant Muth. <laughs> God, gotta love autocorrect. <laughs> so, um, uh, F- um, Felicia, hey, Felicia, she hey, says Minka Felicia Fitzpatrick. Um, um, I'm not, should I bring that up even though I know it's sarcastic? Yep. Uh, no. Ariel 75, Mason Rudolph. What? Okay. Um, so Gotta be here there. we go. Um, Joseph Donovan says TJ Watt. And that was the last one I saw. That was the last one. Now there's a lot of news about the GM. Um, I cannot um I cannot confirm or deny these reports because I've been with you all the whole time since it since it has come out. So if that's the case, I'm sure one Jefferson Bartholomew Hartman is all over that for the website. Um I'm not sure, but speaking of the website, make sure you check it out behind the seal curtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, and we've got lots, lots of different voices about lots of different things on the podcast side. So I got, sure I got one, up. I got one more I got to bring up here. Okay. So, all right. All right. Harvey, Harvey Stone Jr. says his favorite player is whoever makes a play. Yeah. Whoever like allows that. you to twirl that towel. Right? That's right. That's right. So, Give you yep. reason to twirl the towel. Absolutely. Yep. So, all right. all right, Rich, do you have some closing thoughts here for us tonight? Hey, just just closing thoughts. OTAs going on, so keep keep your eye out. Especially check out things at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, your one stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. As we will probably be putting out many many updates as we see things going on at OTAs, and of course we'll be following up on this potential Omar Khan story. Um, and just you know, stick with it. Um, we are in what I like to call that little mini exciting time yeah. where we get OTAs, then we get mini camp and we get this stuff in and then we hit the doldrums for a while until training camp starts. So let's go ahead and let's enjoy this part now where we got the, the Steelers out on the field because we're going to get a little break, but then after the little break comes the, comes training camp. Can't wait. When I know that it can never really be the same. 